Let's drink beer. It makes my mind clear. It takes me away from here. Let's drink beer. Let's drink beer. Pop the top, lift it up, drink it up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Beer. We are here today with Sarah Bouchard. She's a freelance writer, recovery chef, and a champion of local ingredients. So. We're going to have some beer with her. We're going to talk all things local. So let's get started. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm going to crack a local beer right now. So we got um, Lean, Lean With It from Broken Boundary. Have you had anything oh, from Broken lean Boundary? Lean With It. Yeah. I like that. Um, of course. Chris is awesome. Uh, we have their Kolsch on tap at Not Sure, where I work in the evenings. Nice. And, um, Kolsch is always a good way to I've go. I've done a little tasting there at their brewery in Kalihi. It's, it's good times. Yeah. So Broken Boundaries over in Kalihi is also the homebrew shop. Cheers. 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 Good Belgian wit. Belgian wit. Um, basically, if people are trying to think of it, it's um, think of Blue Moon. It's kind of the most common, mm. common, um, style that you can you know refer to as far as a major beer um so it's a belgian wheat beer um kind of they normally use coriander orange peel super light super refreshing mm -hmm. it's a little bit of dryness to it too yeah it's, it should uh, be dry the yeast comes like multi kind yeah. of thing yeah. yeah yeah it's a high proportion of wheat in the in the the body of it when they're making it um it's a perfect food beer so it, very it, refreshing yeah it goes yeah. great with everything so speaking of food um you write about food. I do. And that's sort of like your life, and it's a, and a lot of local food ingredients. Yes. So what's kind of going on in the food scene right now, and what do you see, like, local-wise that's really popping up? Uh, I mean, local-wise, everybody's just trying to hustle and uh, become entrepreneurs, business owners, open their own thing, uh, starting small at the farmer's market and trying to get into that brick-and-mortar space. But... Everybody started really supporting local farms a lot during pandemic, so I just I see a lot of that right Got now. Got everybody eating ulu again. Got everybody <laughs> eating ulu, yeah, kalo. Um, we do a lot of that on our menu, and uh, that's kind of like the whole premise um, for what we do is supporting uh, not only local farms, but also farms that are trying to... Um, work in a sustainable way, any, any producer, any like rancher, fisherman, uh, you know, uh, food producer that's trying to work in a sustainable way, we support. What, what's the, what's kind of the, the hottest or um, kind of most up and coming like local ingredient right now, would you say? Uh, Ulu's definitely up there. Um, well, what's the most exciting ing local ingredient you're seeing coming out being produced out of the islands right now? It's kind of being produced, like like grown, grown or produced, you know, farmed. <sighs> yeah, I mean, uh, I would say maybe the Roseville from Mahiki Ranch, um, in on the Big Island. So they started producing this a few years ago, um, and it's uh, it's not the the baby calf that everybody thinks of, <laughs> this little pink fragile animal that we're like, oh no, and like feeding it milk. It's, a, it's actually a, a just, a, you know, they, um, it's, you know they, they raise them on grass. They're, um, they're with their mom like the whole time. It's um, a very 
natural environment. There's no, you know, steroids or uh, any kinds of uh, antibiotics or anything like that. Um, and uh, they, instead of getting shipped off to the continent to um, get you know, grain finished and then shipped back in little packages, they just kind of end it right there. Um, And so that, yeah, so that they get to like, you know, live like, you know, the whole way out in Hawaii and not, you know, do the whole back and forth thing and and be grass fed all the way through. So it's actually pretty cool. We talk about that a a lot of time with other beers and things like that. Why, you know, making it, shipping it to a bottling plant on the mainland, things like that. Cutting out all that back and forth and keeping things local, I mean, it's yeah, works out for everybody. Yes. Well, and there's like a long history of ranching and cattle ranching here, anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And and for so many, so so long, it was like you said, raise the cattle here till a certain age, ship it off to be finished and packaged and processed over there. Yeah. So nice to have you know, yeah. options here where it's 360 life cycle, right? Yeah. 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 So. We're going to go ahead and stop talking about meat right now because if not, I'm going to want to go get a steak. We're going to focus on beer. Go get another one. We'll see you guys in about 90 seconds. Bringing you what matters. Viewers can receive the Star Advertiser digital full access subscription for just $9.95 per month. Go to StarAdvertiser.com and click on subscribe. Use the code A-H-I-THING. Welcome back to the Art of Beer. We're here with Sarah Bouchard, uh, local writer, local foodie enthusiast, um, and we're gonna crack into some more local beers. What we should crack into? I think we should pl- crack into that Lanikai. Just crack. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with Lanikai as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, kind of cool. I mean, they're they're a brewery that is hyper focused on using local ingredients um, in all of their beers. Um, and a lot of it, what they're doing is actually going to finding the farmers and working with them on like their secondary fruits, which is kind of cool because there's fruits that might not be able to be sold at the market because they might be bruised or they, they're ugly. They still taste perfect. Yeah. And so you can, like this, this is... Tackling know, food waste. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. These are perfectly good pineapples yeah. <laughs> that go into, you know, pineapple sour. Um, I think they're using white pineapples. So, I mean, you smell this, oh, it, almost, wow. it almost smells like a white gummy bear. Right, like that kind of like uh, super soft pineapple, but not tart. And it's, but then on the on the palate, it's tart, it's juicy. It's a good beer. We had this on the menu at Not Sure when we first opened. Yeah. Yeah. This this kind of reminds me of um, a lot of times with pineapple. Uh, it's you know in, uh, in Mexico they they make uh, tepache. Mm-hmm. You slice the yeah. And you throw it in. It does you remind it, me you that let, you let it ferment with all of it, all everything yeah. that's on the outside of the rind. And you add to it, and you throw some piloncillo sugar in there, and just stick it in a jar, and come back it's to it. It's practically a health drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this really reminds me of that. Not to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't that, like pineapple and sugar? And, you know? I mean, anybody who's into hard kombucha too would love this because yep. it's kind of mm-hmm. in that summer. If you like tequila, you know, you can probably drop a little tequila in there too. It probably tastes amazing. It tastes- <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Tequila? Absolutely. Tequila. <laughs> oh. I mean. I drank it all already. <laughs> it goes down fast. Someone's not pacing. <laughs> so we're talking about local ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about beef on the, and the cow. Like, um, so what ingredients right now are you seeing that could be like really good good use in, in beer production, right? Because you know, people are using all kinds of ingredients. Is there anything you've come across in your writings, in your travels? Mm, I mean, 
anything that's kind of anything that's invasive would be good to use. Um, so I'm trying to think offhand. Um, I don't think I'm making top it beer. Venison beard? Samoan crab beer doesn't sound so good, you know? Yeah, no, but I mean, no. you know, some of the, the you know, like strawberry, guava, uh, and things like that, like, uh, that would be an excellent uh, source to use uh, in beer making. Strawberry guava could very go very abundant. Very well, yeah. yeah. It's, on every hillside, everywhere mm -hmm. you any hiking, you just gotta get people to go out there and hike. Try <laughs> get the breweries to go out and hike. That's even harder. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get, yeah, you gotta get volunteers <laughs> out there to hike. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take a pass on the hike. <laughs> <laughs> Make an interesting beer, right? <laughs> um, so, in your travels, um, what are some of the like kind of cool beer places you've been to, or cool beer stories you got? Mm. Let's see. Uh, a few years ago, I went to Ireland. Um, and I, we went to so many different places in Ireland, but uh, we stopped in Dingle for a couple nights, and there was a bar that, I don't remember the name, but it was a hardware store. Uh, so you could basically say, honey, I'm, I'm going out to the hardware store, and walk down, walk in, legitimately buy a hammer, nails, whatever it is you need to get, and um, grab a beer and a shot while you're there, and. Get at a, home. Get a hammer and get hammered. So I was going to say, are, are all the buildings in that town kind of crooked? <laughs> you, got, you got screws that are halfway in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody on every project's going to the bar to get one-eighth screws, you know? And it's, I mean, and it's funny because it's like open at night, too, and you're like, hmm. I don't know if that, like, excuse would work so much at night because you're like a hardware store that's open at 11 o'clock at night. Ooh, I don't, you know, but you can. You can go in there. We should open a bar. Get some like tools. That. <laughs> <laughs> got, a, got a name for it. <laughs> Flower shop, bar, hardware store. It's got all the things in it, right? <laughs> Screws and hops. <laughs> Screws and hops. Screws and hops. That's a great name. We're trademarking that. Don't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be the art of beer bar. Screws and hops. <laughs> well, guys. Go grab yourself a beer. Come on back. We'll be back with Sarah Bouchard. For all your money needs, Hawaiian Financial Federal Credit Union is here for you. Visit HiFiCU.com. Windows Hawaii. Trust Windows Hawaii. Welcome back to the Art of Beer with uh, Daniel Bruce and Tim Golden. We're here with Sarah Bouchard from uh, the universe. And <laughs> probably should practice these. Um, let's let's <laughs> Get into the next beer. We got a mead coming up, which is a, a fermented beverage made with honey that we're pretty yeah. stoked about. So this one's kind of cool because we're going. It's uh, Manoa Mead is the, the mm -hmm. producer, yes. but they're in Wahiwai. They have no hives in Wahiwai. He's got it all over the, the all over the, the island. Where gets it from? Looks like Gatorade. Yeah. So they <laughs> they started out with hives in Manoa, mm -hmm. um, but he actually has hives. Like you said, all over that. And what he does, he goes to different farms and stuff. So he's got them in Nanakuli. He's got them all over. Up, up, yep. All up above Haliva. And um, he partners with farmers because they need the pollinators. So he goes out there and has all the different hives from all over the place. Um, it's cool because local honey is delicious. I mean, if you ever get something from the store and then you get a jar of local honey from the farmer's market, there's a, just a night and day difference. So taking that and making some mead with it, you know. 
It's supposed to be really good for you too to consume some local honey, like good for allergies and things like that, especially the pollen. Um, so to make you like more like adapt to like whatever kind of really in just, the air, just like just the allergies. Because if you go somewhere with too much pollen, I'm sneezing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're going to Sacramento, I don't Sacramento, need more. <laughs> if you go to Sacramento, the pollen's everywhere. I sneeze yeah. the whole time I'm there. So yeah. what's cool is what what you know he started off as a as a honey maker and he got the idea from some people who were there and, and to, to start making the mead. And he knew nothing about mead. And he taught himself the whole mead process. Mm -hmm. It's just unreal. Um, and it's literally down a back alley kind of, you know, in Wahiwa. And, and it, it, you'd be hard pressed to find it. It's a beautiful little place surrounded by, you know, a plumbing store and all these other things. And he taught himself how to make mead. And it's really, really good. Um, and doesn't it's dry. He, doesn't he bottle Kohana rum back in there too? Mm, I he uses, he, he I think he used like the barrel for something. Yeah. Or he had, or he had, oh no, I'm sorry, Kohana buys the honey from him, him. to put in their Coca Leca. Yeah. They do the cacao and yep. like, honey thing, and they get it from amazing. them. So it's they local cacao pods with local honey yeah. onto a liqueur. Yeah. So. But most of his meads, I mean, a lot of people think of mead and they think really high alcohol, really heavy, um, sometimes overly sweet. And he had a focus on, I'm going to go lower alcohol, so it's normally in the 7% range, instead of like 14, 15, 16, dry. And sparkling. And sparkling, To yeah. make it like a little yeah. bit fizzy, so it's like yeah. refreshing, this, yeah. Okay, it, it looks like Gatorade, but it smells like lime Gatorade. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. And I love lime Gatorade. So this one's um, orange, rosemary, and a little bit of salt. So you get it, it's like, it literally has a very like almost lemon limey, Gatorade-y kind of flavor, but you get a little tint of that honey in the background. Mm -hmm. But his focus is always like, we're in Hawaii, right? Where it's like, you don't want something big, heavy. Right. You want it to be refreshing. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's sparkling too. And now he's doing cans. Um, this goes along great with the beers. Yeah, yeah. And it's a great story, like how he's, I mean. I mean, after drinking the pineapple swipe, I, I would almost think, or pineapple swipe, I would almost think that this is another beer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It definitely walks that line. And it, very delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, you got that citrus. I mean, I, you don't really pick up the rosemary too much, but it's probably there as a background note. And even the salt, like the salt's just kind of balancing something, but it's in there. Um, and considering that the effervescence makes it like really refreshing. We pair the uh, ginger mead mm -hmm. uh, with... Um, a risotto that we're doing right now at Not Sure. So the, the tasting menu, we have three different uh, beverage pairings that you can do. And one of them has all local beverages. And so the fourth course gets sparkling mead from Manila Meads. And that ginger one's good. Yeah, and it's really good. It's my favorite actually. Yeah. yeah. What's really cool with, with what, what they're doing is when you think about like a, a local product, it's 100% local. Mm. I mean, because mm -hmm. Mead's just honey and yeah. water. <laughs> and then fruit. And fruit, or right? Or ginger in that case, yeah. Yeah, and then it, you're fermenting it. So it's like, it's honey's here. Yeah. And then it's coming from different trees. And he can tell you, like, what, you know, like in Haliva, what's going on around there versus what in Anakuli. Or he has hives in people's backyards. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it doesn't get much more local than that. Yeah. You have to have, like, a cottage <laughs> license for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's well, cool. you, you can do that, but all you can do is you're going to show up with, like, a bag of avocados when you go to room. <laughs> like, here, Auntie, thank you. i got to go get some honey. And then you just, you know, you just... The trade system, you know, it works. The barter system. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Go grab yourself a beer and come back after this. 
Ashley is America's number one furniture store. We have everything you need for your home. At Aloha Kia, you know a guy. Visit us at our seven dealerships statewide. Purchase a brand new Kia using Aloha Kia Express. Purchase at alohakia.com. Cool, I hope you got your beer, got your snacks. We're back. We're going to drink some more beer, talk about food and local everything. So what are we going to drink now? Let's crack that beach house um, black lager. Okay. Yeah. Love black lagers. Yeah, it's black lager, Schwartz beer. It's basically a, a, it's a lager, but they um, use obviously dark malt. So you're going to get a lot of that kind of chocolate, roast, everything in that. And this is a uh, halpia, so they use coconut in it. So it's still a lager, it's still light and refreshing. So it's kind of doesn't have the same dark mouth and a big heavy mouthfeel that like an ale would have, like a stout or a porter. Um, so it actually works and it probably works really great with the coconut. I haven't had it yet. So this is gonna be first my time. first time trying it. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, dark roasted coffee, oh, bitter yeah. chocolate. Coconut's light, Yeah. pretty light on it, which is nice because sometimes I can get a little I want to have like a bagel and cream cheese with this. Yeah, got a little like almost like smoky kind of character. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just want. A, it's like iced coffee. I kind of just want a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean it's like, uh, it's, it's like almost having a cold brew and a chocolate chip. Dave, <laughs> yeah. what would you what would you eat with this? <laughs> For a second, I thought almond joy, but that's too easy. Mm, chocolate cake. Mm. <laughs> yeah, chocolate cake. Or even like banana bread. Ooh, would go. Pork chop and gravy. Banana split. <laughs> 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 yeah, pork and pork chop and gravy. I'll make the pairing work. I drink anything with that. <laughs> Let's go to rainbows after this. Fish and chips. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because it's still light, but it's got like a lot of that roasty character, mm. right? You said it's almost ice coffee-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, lox and bagels. Tell us other, uh, some other pairing ideas. Like if you, when you're thinking of. Local ingredients and flavors, um, whether it be wine or beer or whatever, what are you kind of looking for when you're trying to pair things? Um, I mean, it's like when I'm pairing beer or pairing yeah. anything, yeah. So when I drink or when I eat something that's really um, spicy, I like super light beers, um, like a, just a, like a lager. Because mm. um, I just like that kind of palate cleansing, just refreshing, you know, like, it's almost like water type thing. Um, when I'm eating something, let's go to the other side, like sweet, um, something more like this. That's why I'm like thinking about the chocolate cake and all that stuff. <laughs> um, if I'm doing a, I'm trying to think of like maybe like an IPA or something like that, I'd probably pair that with something that has a little bit more, uh, Something a little bit more like maybe like like your pork chop and gravy, like something that's it needs something like to stand up to it. Um, what else? What I'm with you when there? you talk about spicy, cause like um, yeah, like like Thai curry or something like that. It's got a lot of spice to it. I want lighter lager beer with that. I just also, always think of like Mexican food and, yeah. <laughs> and the cate or something. You know, yeah. like that's just it just it's such a great pairing. It's refreshing that goes with that. And then, like, you know, I mean, because if I eat that kind of stuff, I get, like, a dry reasoning if I'm doing wine. Because that mm -hmm. kind of, it's lighter and refreshing, goes with the spice. And, mm -hmm. So, I'm with you on that one. Mm -hmm. Keep it light. But then you could, like, get in, like, really geeky and, you know, like, if you wanted to do, like, an orange beer or something. Like, that would be fun with, like, a charcuterie board. Or right. even, like, if you're, like, an Italian restaurant and you're, like, having some pasta or something, that could, that could be good with that. 
Um, and like you'd, you'd drink it as if it was a wine, you know? I feel like pasta was like the, like the hardest thing for me to pair and think about. Because it's so heavy. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and the, the sauce is like, you get a, like a red sauce and nice big, or you go, you know, you something light lighter and creamier, or real butter-based, so it's kind of, I always found the hardest time drinking beer. And fortunately for me, I like wine too, so I'm just like, jump right in and get a bottle of wine instead, but. Yeah, Italian food's probably one of the toughest to pair. Yeah. I mean, aside from going with like a lighter Italian Pilsner or something like that, it's tough, because, and then in the, the food's so delicate in a way, because there's not a lot of ingredients in them, and the, the, the flavors, the fl it's hard, because you just, how do you balance that, right? And it's, I guess maybe it's just not something you're used to, you just think, oh, wine, you gotta drink wine with Italian Yeah, food, right? we're it's so ingrained, right. just to think that, for it. right off right. the bat, yeah. <laughs> so it's tough, I mean, but, you know, it all works. <laughs> well, looks like TV time is done for today. We're going to head over to our extended edition on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We're going to talk more with Sarah, Tim, Dave, and we're definitely going to drink some more beer. So come see us. And we're back with the extended edition. Let's crack open a fun curveball. <laughs> so what we got there? Jerry Bear beer. Boogie Bears. <laughs> Boogie Bears. <laughs> 450 North. Yes. This is um, big curveballs. Oh, yeah, here. No, no. Um, they call these smoothie sours. Um, they're thick, they're heavy, they're. Looks like orange juice. Yeah, they're heavily <laughs> fruited. Yeah. So they're fun. They're fun. I mean, they're, they're all the rave. Um, it's Looks like you buy it at a rave. Yeah, yeah. And actually, if you swirl the can here, let's see. Here, I'll give you a little more because this is where the pulp is. You'll start see? hallucinating. Yeah, right. it gets thicker. Wow, it looks like mango. Yeah, juice. so there, that's it the thick one. It does look like mango yeah. juice. They should actually just sell these at raves. <laughs> well, if you yeah. smell it, I mean, it smells like a Jamba juice. Whoa. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So much like more acidic than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, well, it has to be. In otherwise, a good way. It, it would be so cloyingly sweet. It's starfruit, passionfruit, lychee, orange, and prickly pear. Wow. But they're thick, so because there's, there's, it's all fruit puree. This is the gateway beer for, <laughs> for children. Yeah. Hey kids, this one's for you. <laughs> but it's got that tart acidity, right? And this, it's, this does taste like I left my Jamba Juice on the counter for like an hour. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's just the, yeah, but you the won't texture, get right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, so it goes, we're getting that range where it's like, it's, it's beer. Where there's a whole shit ton of fruit in it, you know, it's like, <laughs> but I mean, to, to do these, it's kind of like when people used to crap on hazy IPAs in the early days, right. days, where it's like, everyone's like, ah, that's not beer, that's not beer, that's not beer, but like to make one good takes like a lot of skill. And I've had a lot of like smoothie fruited sours that just suck. So it's like you start realizing like, oh yeah, it's not just dumping as much fruit into the kettle as you possibly well, can. I mean, some of these gotta be hard to balance. I mean, oh. you know, if it balances everything, whether you're cooking or that, but yeah, the more you just dump, yeah, dump more, put, let's use this and passion fruit and this, and you gotta figure out a way to. This is, this is not need a pairing. This is an island on itself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need to pair this. I, we need like a pool to go in, <laughs> sit in the pool and drink this out yeah, in the sun. Yeah, with floaties. Why are, we, why, are we, why are we indoors? Let's go outside. Have you ever had anything kind of in that, like, like that? No, never, <laughs> never. 
Have you? This is no, this is craziness. <laughs> Have you? No. How, how, much, how much fruit can you put in there before it's no longer like a beer by the TBB? I think like, does this start to be wine with malting? <laughs> it's half beer, half, half fruit wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's more towards a, like a multi-fruited mimosa than it is. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is like you, you took passion orange The mango and, uh, mimosas, mango. yeah, the pog mimosa yeah. or something. And I think they're, it's I mean, they're only like five per five point three percent, so it's not like super high alcohol. <laughs> Dave's mind is oh, like, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, like you drink a couple of these and just go up and down with the can. You got dancing bears. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm just like thinking, like I'm a brewer. How am I getting like what, like how? What made you do that? Yeah. <laughs> what made you put that much fruit in a beer? <laughs> Sarah, I think we found your next writing project. Like Smooth, <laughs> smoothie <laughs> bears <laughs> and their crazy cats. And their crazy cats, yeah. Well, it's probably just like, you know, like with IPAs, right? Where it went to the point where they were just trying to see how many ho how much hops they could add to something, right? And then it just got to the point where like you were just... It tasted like a Christmas tree. Yeah, and your tongue, it was like a cat, cat tongue because it was so bitter, right? Yeah. You couldn't taste anything. And it, it, so are you saying you don't like it? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like, how does a brewer get to the point where they're they're adding so much fruit to it? I think it just, like, a lot of them, they just want to push the extremes. So Conversation they, starter. Maybe they went where it was too much, and it just tasted like fruit per, fruit puree, and then they probably backed it off to the point where, like, okay, now this. No. Hmm. I gotta fruit believe puree, that a, a beer like this it would kill at a brunch spot. I'm almost thinking it could be like a good uh, element of a cocktail, maybe too. Just because, of, you know, like, you're, I, I was thinking about fruit puree, like you oh, said. Yeah. I mean... I mean, it's got the city already in it. Yeah, you don't, you don't gotta add much more else, but <laughs> spirit and, like, soda water, maybe. Like an yeah. interesting fruited highball with... In an umbrella something. or something? <laughs> <laughs> Just toss it in a blender with ice. I bet it would come out pretty good. <laughs> I mean, spike it with some rum. You know? Your daiquiri. <laughs> Your blended daiquiri. Dude, I can fucking daiquiri with this. I can just shake it with some rum. Yeah. Ooh. That, that there we go. Well, let's just turn it into something completely <laughs> not a beer. We're not going to do that on this show. Da daiquiris on this show get out of hand sometimes. Uh, but that, that's also like why these beers are so expensive because there's so much fruit in them and it's all fruit, fruit puree. Mm. That's like you have to buy and it's like that stuff's expensive. See, that's pet. why they should use the fruit that's going to waste. Yes, and hopefully they are. And then I mean, they could just use free fruit. Where is this out of? Indiana. Indiana. It's ah. like a couple hours outside of Indianapolis. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Columbus, it's, Indiana. It's on a farm. I mean, literally, then the farm's address is like 450 North whatever. So they have an orchard, probably? Yeah. Or no, something. it's like Cornland Farm. Oh. Like, it's like, it's southern I was going to say, there can't Indiana. be much passion fruit and mango in Indiana. No. no. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, because it gets like three degrees there. Yeah, it's southern Indiana. It's yeah. it's actually Cincinnati and Kentucky below it. a ton of corn and soy. Yeah, it's there. pretty flat. GMO heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But like, besides <laughs> everything, it's all, it's all there. But that's, this, this brewery got crazy known for making these beers and people would like line up down the, I mean, they would drive from all over the place. Go well, to this they got those long winters. Oh, it's you spend like a the, cult following thing. Mm, big time. You spend the whole winter thinking about, you know, mango daiquiris in the ah, Caribbean. Yeah. That, and that's, uh, that's a pretty good point too, because it's, you know, not, minus 20 outside and you're thinking about where you're going to go in March. Oh yeah, and this, this, you're <laughs> just, just like, ooh, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you drink this. As like, you're like, by the fire with yeah. your mittens on. You're drinking it, you're like, oh, I'm like sitting in Cancun. Like watching Captain Ron. Just like <laughs>
Yeah, people people like line up. They line up for forever for this stuff. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of crazy what people do for stuff. <laughs> it's kind of crazy when, when you talk about beer and like cold following and things like that. It's, you know, we're so used to what Hawaii, you know, like we know what's going to have a line outside Village for. We know what people are there. But we forget about other markets, you know, like that things like this would kill in Indiana. <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, we're just not used to their, their trends and what's going on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole Midwest, I mean, they, it's, and now it's kind of a huge popular thing all over the place. And there's other breweries that kind of make the same styles now. And, you know, and you think they're adding all these tropical fruits. <laughs> they're not anywhere near tropical fruits. This well, we talked yeah. about it before. Like, you know, Corona is the number one selling import in every state except Hawaii. Yeah. But their whole marketing campaign is like <laughs> sitting there on the <laughs> beach. And like, well, we can drink whatever beer we want. Yeah. Like, we like, can't ooh. sell that to it us. It works in Cancun. I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is a totally a gateway beer, though. Even people that don't drink beer, they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, totally. you, you like cocktails? Here, have, have this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the lazy bartender. Make me something fruity here, drink this beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling it today, just drink this inside. That'll be 12 bucks. What's on your cocktail list here? <laughs> you like fruit? Drink that. Just put a little lime wedge. Yeah, lime wedge and umbrella, no, no, no difference. Yeah, pineapple. Oh. <laughs> Piece of bacon. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's funny you say that. Some salt. This would need like a touch mm. of salt to it, yeah. because all that fruit and the acidity, like a little bit of salt, would pop it. You know, like, mm. so they always talk about the chefs been using salt forever. Like, I think this is almost like too sweet. You know the little um, the fruited bruschetta things that uh, Cocoa Head serves? Yeah. Where it's like the sliced fruit and the cheese and this toasted bread. Yeah. Where it's just like that f- brightness from actual fruit, fresh fruit in this, oh, and a little pairing. bit of salt yeah. in there would be. Mm-hmm. There's the pairing. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> or like, oh, even with like French toast or something, right? Like it's like a, like a fruit jam. Like yeah, it, pancakes. Yeah. I would, yeah, I, I bet uh, brunch places would kill this because yeah. like a really good Belgian waffle or French toast. Or a Monte Cristo sandwich. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Jam and ham and cheese. <laughs> so where are we getting food from? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I was thinking about going to Rainbows, but I think we should go somewhere else after this. Go to Cocoa Head Cafe. Well, you got to get your um, insulin checked after drinking enough of these. Uh, the doctor's not watching. He's going to call me tomorrow. He's going, I need to see you in my office at 9 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> so... Um, we did a bunch of local in here today, so now, you know, you have a little interest in beer and things like that. If you had to take any of these local breweries, would you want to write a story about like any of them? I mean, what makes you like decide I should write something or like, do you ever have that interest or is it just like they come to you? And Usually when I decide I want to write a story about somebody, I've frequented that place more than a couple of times. Um, and even more than that, usually I get to know either the owner or the manager or whoever's like behind the scenes making the right. thing that I'm so excited about and um, get to know them for, for quite a while before I even approach it with an idea to do um, an article. So a lot of the articles that I write are about people that I've kind of built relationships with for okay. a while. 
Um, that being said, I don't uh, have anybody just off the cuff that I'd, I'd want to interview, but um, I do uh, want to learn more about Beer Lab. Uh, I, they work with so many local ingredients, um, right. and they do like so many cool collaborations that uh, I think that would be really interesting. Um, again, that's on our, we have a lot of their beer on our menu. Um, and I think the other one, maybe Broken Boundaries, just because uh, Chris is a cool guy. There you I'd go. I'd like to learn his story. That's good to know that like writers are doing it for like uh, not all writers, but the, there's writers that do that for the people based, and then not just like completely interest based. Like, yeah, and I know. might just be like anomaly right. in that respect. I mean, I I just yeah, I, I I love getting to know people and their stories and telling their stories. So um, first and foremost, I want to like get to know you and see if you, you're, you have an interesting story and if it's something that I think that people would gravitate towards then I'm like, okay, let's do this. It's so refreshing because everyone else seems to be just like, they want the friends and family first shoot, you know, on Instagram, mm -hmm. posting it before anything's happened. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're literally just walking around the room making sure that the furniture's in the right space. And yeah. You know, the like the food's not ready. I mean, the food's yeah. ready, but it's not like, you know, this isn't who we are. Yeah, I'm definitely not like a need to be there first um, type of writer. Um, and I don't even try to be, like that's not even, I, I, I Frolic does that really well. And so they, you know, um, they're always going to be like the first to right. whatever. Uh, and so that's like not really my angle. My angle is more championing local um, producers and small mom and pop businesses and uh, small farms and, you know, just the, um, the guys that don't get recognized nationally. Um, right. Yeah. So with that, we'll just ask you, I'm sure you have more than one favorite, but local small mom and pop, if you were going to go get lunch tomorrow, where would you go? Just lunch, not even beer, just, just, just lunch. lunch. What's your go-to, you know, local spot, you know you're 100% gonna have a great meal? <laughs> just any ordinary day, you're gonna go. Oh, man. Um, i trying to think, because, oh, man, this is tough. Put her, put her on the spot. I know. <laughs> There's so many. All right, let's go eat after this. Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, Pizza Daddy is, like, on you know, forefront of my mind right now. Uh, I love those guys and they just open and so I'm just like thinking about them and uh, I hang out at Try Coffee a lot. So one of the things I like to do is, you know, I'll go over there uh, and on like a Saturday um, when Box Jelly is closed and I'll get a coffee and sometimes I'll run downstairs and get a pizza from them and bring it up and share it with the crew, you know? Yeah. And I was so glad when they opened Pizza Daddy because you know, I get kids and I live in town so Getting up to Mad Benny. Yeah, and, and Mad Benny is so good. And my, it's so good, but <laughs> so I have young, good. My, my kids eat dinner at like 5 p.m. I'm gonna be sitting in traffic to try to get to Coppola to go eat dinner. So yeah. when they opened Pizza Daddy in town, I was like, thank God. Yeah. That, Bow and all those that guys. That hot honey, great. yeah. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> um, and then in the same uh, building, actually, uh, the uh, Gallo, El, uh, Taqueria El Gallo Rosso, yeah. uh, that just opened up, um, their food's great. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, I mean, some of the best Mexican food on Oahu by far, so. I like, I, we, I go to the, the Kailua location. Yeah. So it's always, I was just telling these guys earlier, I did, did full on Mexican corn and just 
yeah. lather it with everything and dust it completely. So. Yeah, the first time I went there was on a Tuesday, and I went the next four Tuesdays. <laughs> tacos, I was just like, this place is ridiculous. It's so good. Yeah. It's kind of good because I used to drive to Wahiwa for Mexican food all the time, so I'm like, oh, I don't have to go El to Ranchero? El Ranchero. Uh, El Ranchero or El Palenque. El Palenque is really good, too, when you first get in. Cafe Barrio, you've been there? I haven't been to that one, but everyone talks about that one is, too. Have you been next door to the Jamaican place? Not yet. There's a, I think it's Junior, it's either JR's or Junior's. <laughs> I haven't figured out which is which. Yeah. Um, but Jamaican jerk, and uh, they do an amazing jerk chicken. Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, we're going to have to leave it at that. Thanks for joining us on the Art of Beer. Go check out all the local spots, check out more local beer, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for joining us.